But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. My name's Cody Ryan. I'm here with my co-host as always, uh, Bobby Rocco. How's it doing, Bobby? Doing pretty well. Uh, You know, quarantine's still going, so I'm sure everyone is starting to go a little crazy if they haven't been gone crazy by now. Uh, But, you know, I'm holding up about as well as you can expect, especially because there's a goddamn hurricane outside this morning yeah and now it's really sunny here uh i'm still in philly right now yeah it is i don't know it's like where you are the shun the sun's like shining through really bright but there's also lots of gray clouds so yeah it's like very confusing <laughs> but um you know this is kind of fitting because a lot of what's been going on lately um and i even saw a weather report said snow might be coming which isn't necessarily the most rare thing for April, but just like these thunderstorms, hurricanes, really hot days, cold days, maybe snow. Like it feels like we're just coming to the end of the days with everything. It's like we have the coronavirus already keeping us quarantined. We are already so far behind yeah. on climate change. Like politics is yeah. fucked. We have not. It's <laughs> not just like the world spanning like once a century illness it's also like the insane weather to remind you oh yeah once we get through that uh something else is gonna be right around the corner and they're even take out and they're even talking about like some stuff for like canceling student loans and i'm just like i i don't even know if i care anymore (laughs) like i'm just like will it matter are we are we just resetting entire society i don't know like i might just not pay it because fuck it, I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, no, no one knows when this is going to end. So, like, no one is ever pre- really confident, like, what day yeah. it is. Like, I'm, I'm not 100% convinced that what's today's date? Monday, <laughs> April 13th. See, I, I have to check that. I'm not 100% convinced that that's not that that's actually what the date is. Like, we could very well have all just like missed a day or lived through a day and forgotten yeah. about it collectively and just come to a general agreement that uh, today is Monday, even though it's actually like and, Tuesday, and yeah. April 14th, if you were following the calendar. And it's much correctly. worse for me because I, um, so I, I guess I'll reveal this now because it's, it's relevant. Um, today is the last day I'm employed. So tomorrow I will be unemployed by the time this episode drops. Uh, you'll hear uh, I'm unemployed. Um, I'm not worried. Uh, I think I'll, I'll bounce back and get on my feet, but, uh, you know, that's been something for me that I've been kind of like, you know, there's no work to, um, you know, really keep me going. Uh, and I've been on Twitch a lot and, uh, people have seen me on Twitch and, you know, I've been trying to build a brand there and, it, and that's what's starting to drive me crazy is because I'm trying to do this like big, you know, project. But, you know, days have no meaning for me right now. Like, Tuesday and Saturday are the same day, essentially. Like, the difference is Tuesday, someone might call me, you know. (laughs) I I at least have, like, me and Ezra lucky. I know that it's, like, over 50% of people under 45 have either lost their jobs or had hours cut back. So, like, we – us both having – our full-time jobs still like and all the money that we were expecting to come in remaining coming in is like kind of defying the odds of under 45 people right now. So we at least have like that to give our day a little bit of structure and have something to do. That's not scroll through Twitter or watch the news to get mad about it or, you know, 
stuff, stuff like that that can just like absolutely fuck yeah i mean i've been thrown off many days just like i get down a rabbit hole of something that i don't like and it's as like it's it's funny for me because i've been trying to put all of my energy into twitch because it's a productive thing and i get disappointed in my results and that drives me to do more and like you know I, i've been picking people's brain lately like how do i grow and um you know the reality is we could come out of this quarantine i could get a new job and like i never really do anything with it like um you know never really return to it in any way um or do it very lightly and it just kind of fades but it, it's funny i've been really working on doing uh, my creative projects obviously the podcast has been a little bit more difficult without me and bobby you know being able to meet up together we obviously been we're obviously recording right now and everything's going well and this is a good method for it but we prefer to be in person um so we haven't been able to get gas and frankly and stuff. Just, yeah it's just frankly just the fact that like we said those days all run together and like <laughs> there's no difference between one day or the next it seems like just kind of makes you or at least it makes me feel like all right well if we can't get to it today we'll yeah. get to it tomorrow and that's that's what happened last week i think we were supposed to do it thursday and now we're doing it yeah it's just it just keeps happening and it's not like neurotica is gonna die because of the quarantine it's just neurotica is built better when me and bobby can get together and you know record an episode there's a different energy and a different charisma we had a great episode two weeks ago and we recorded uh doing the exact same methods and we're going to have a great episode today because we're going to talk a little bit about this quarantine and make it a little bit more fun because we've been talking about a lot of doom and gloom. Uh, but let's make it the most doom and gloom and then find the light in it. That's the most neurotical way we could do it. Let's let's imagine. Yeah. So I would say well, I didn't prepare for this quarantine well. Like, I think that's a big thing people have said in a lot of ways, like in terms of entertainment. Food's an obvious one, but that people have stocked up on it, but just like things to do. And me and Bobby were kind of talking about it. I was like, well, what if this quarantine was leading literally to the end of days with all this bullshit going on? It's like, what was that thing that you would want to do? And th the most common one, and we both said it before the podcast even started, it was like last meal. Because uh, people ask that question all the time. Like, if you're on death row, what's your last meal? Well, we even threw back and forth and then we went and wrote our own little scenarios so that like we could uh, talk about them today of just like, what are some quarantine things? What are some like last day things that you would just want uh, so that you could, um, you know, go out and comfort or enjoy it to the most or just, you know, have a fun time. Like if you had to pick your friends or whatever. So, so, yeah. I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, let's start with a little bit more of the basic stuff. So, like, last meal, I think that's a pretty easy one. Do you know what your First last start. meal would be? What? Sorry, I had the connection cut out for a second. Okay. So, what would your last meal be? Uh, mine? So, it would be Wings from Havertown Pizza, uh, a local pizza place uh, by my in Harrowtown, which is where I grew up. Uh, pizza from Pika's Pizza, which is, for my money, literally the best pizza in the world. Tina, it's <laughs> it got, like, a little notoriety because Tina Fey brought it on uh, one of Jimmy Fallon's, like, late-night talk shows, like, at the very ah. beginning. I think it was when he got the late show. She, like, yeah. brought up Pika's Pizza to uh, New York City because she's from Upper Darby, so she knows. And then it would, know. yeah. And then it would be loaded fries from Cleavers in Philly, because they're just like, even though they once fired our friend River unceremoniously. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Although River did also at one point tell me he's like, I look back now and he goes, I, I might have deserved getting fired. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if the world's ending, I don't need to show loyalty anymore so i'd get loaded fries from there and then just a chocolate milkshake from literally anywhere <laughs> you can't fuck up a chocolate milkshake like yeah. you can have you can have it like whatever you give to people having their last meals in a prison like 
have one of those people make it. And I'll be like, nah, fuck yeah, delicious. Yeah. All right. Mine, very obviously, I'm going to have a Pepsi. Absolutely, a Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess if it's this, you'll understand why I say two drinks in this scenario once I get to the meal. But I will also have a pink lemonade with mm. a, a bag of Twizzlers so I can keep making Twizzler straws. Of course. Uh, and then I will have all-you-can-eat crabs. I love crabs and I enjoy even the activity, just sitting there and picking them. I'm not doing this as a cheat of I'm going to do it forever. So I live forever, but no, I'm just going to do it. So I'm, I'm full. Um, yeah, I'll probably drink the Pepsi first and then I'll switch to the lemonade. And, and then at the end I was like, okay, well I'm going to, I'm going to want some big dessert or something. I'm like, no, I just want one pack of tasty cakes, crimpets, the strawberry ones that they only release in the summer mm. and th that's, that's just perfect and i i love doing that with um so like pink lemonade twizzlers and strawberry crumpets is probably the worst sugar hangover ever but like that's like one of my favorite things that i've ever done is like i did that like in high school because i was just like what who fucking cares um and it was just like this is the perfect strawberry trifecta yeah that's a see i didn't think of beverages yeah i wouldn't count uh a milkshake necessarily as a beverage so i'm gonna say a coca-cola from a fountain from a mcdonald's specifically Ooh, yeah i i love a good fountain drink especially a fountain sprite but uh and then probably oh, like hmm what should i go out with alcohol wise maybe a natty light just as like a symbol <laughs> of how of how far I've gone. <laughs> yeah um yeah so i i mean i feel like last meal is an easy one do you want to go something a little bit harder or do you want to go some like another easy one uh let's do another easy one first okay um how about this uh last place you would want to visit like say before quarantine or before you died or whatever hmm i think mine is this like in the world yeah, you can go anywhere like, in the world. Somewhere, somewhere that I've is it has to be somewhere I've been before, or no, just 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 any any like last place you'd like to go and see before you die. Hmm. I think I would want to go back to Dublin. I think. Well, actually, the last place I'd want to see, I'm going to say the Cliffs of Moher in uh, yeah, that's on was... the east, the west coast of Ireland. Yeah, I was thinking that's a good one, and I was figuring that would be one you say. Um, yeah, because I, when I was when I was there, it was like the first time I've ever been awed by nature, and I just looked at it and I thought about how many millions of years, um, like the oceans and the rocks, kind of crashed up against each other to create what I was looking at, and like just the scale of it. Yeah, and feel like if i'm gonna go out of the world i might as well be in awe of like the beauty of and like the scope you know like it's not as it's not man-made something to be like in awe of what we as humans did like, yeah that's coming to an end just but just like kind of putting humans like even more into perspective against the age of and like wonder of the earth. <laughs> well, it, and it's funny you say that because my answer is similar, but also in a completely opposite direction. Like you're talking about a very specific one that you're like, you know, oh wow, this is so amazing. Like the the water built these rocks, and it's such a beautiful place. I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. Um, I don't think that's like really that much of a shock to anybody, um, but that that knows me well anyway. Um, but I would love to just keep going along like, you know, the mountainside and seeing these rocks and these waves and like, you know, these like special little like kind of caves and stuff like that. And know that those aren't even things that are like, you know, significant in a big way. They're not, you know, something named. It's just this thing that I find beautiful, but it's almost meaningless. And that's kind of how I'm, you know, going out of just like I'm looking at just pure meaningless beauty and that's 
beauty in itself that it has no meaning. I don't want to assign meaning to it. I just want to enjoy the beauty. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of aligned on that. What would be one that you'd want to go visit that like is man-made? That is man-made? Um, yeah. I, I feel like I would want to go see like either the pyramids in like Mexico, like the Aztec pyramids yeah. or um, like the temples of uh, like Greece. Yeah, I I would per- personally like to go to Egypt um, and see those pyramids just because I have a personal friend who's from Egypt. Um, so that would be kind of a cool like experience to have with him, um, you know, to go visit his like home country. Um, someone, another one that, you know, it might seem stupid, but I've always wanted to see is uh, the San Francisco Bridge. Like, I know it's a bridge, but... Uh, the Golden Gate? Yeah, like... I know it's or the Bay Bridge. Yeah, I know the bridges, but like it's still like you know they're significant. They're you know big for movies, but um, Great Wall of China is just kind of an obvious one, and I've never been there. So like at some point, I really need to like make sure I get to Great Wall of China. But it wouldn't be my first choice ever. I don't think. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I don't have all that much interest in visiting China, honestly. Yeah, I don't know why. It's probably like. A lot in large part because of like biases and what we learn growing up. Like, yeah, a lot of the history that we were that we do learn is like European and Western history. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's not the that's not China's fault yeah. that that's what we learned, but that's what like has the most significance in my mind because that's what I was. Yeah, about. like I feel like the stereotype I always got was like an even greater hecticness and like. You know, there's always like there's always that video of people trying to pack into a train. And I don't know if it's China or Japan, but like Japan has a very easy appeal of like it's very it's like futuristic, but it's like modern because they're the ones making everything that's like going out to the world. And like there's a great culture and it's like easy to get into where China, it's like a lot harder to actually go to China right now, like than go to Japan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, do you have any ones that you want to pop up there? Any questions? Any questions? Um, I guess the one that I've been thinking about is like, what would be the last like TV series that you would want to watch? Yeah, so that 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 is one that I I brought up is um, like bringing up like last movie and last TV show. Yeah, let's do both of those. Then. Yeah. Um. So last TV show. I think it would have to be something that takes me on an emotional journey. So that, that would take out any like Simpsons for me, which is surprising because Simpsons would usually be my answer. Cause it's like my favorite show. Um, yeah. And uh, we're not, we're not, we're not going to be cheating here. And like you say, the Simpsons, because it's 35 yeah, years. Like, of episodes. <laughs> but um, I really think it, it's so many good shows that I would go back to, but, um, it would probably be one of the shows I binged, like New Girl or Community, and I think your answer would probably be the same. Yeah, well, mine would definitely just be Parks and Rec. Um, yeah, it was kind of the first thing that I turned to when the quarantine started because when I was it it came out when I was in college, and I had a lot of really tough times emotionally in college, and part of the way that I would deal with it would be watching Parks and Rec uh, over and over again. Like I would every, every time a new episode came out, I would probably watch it like six or seven times by the time the next one came out just over and over again. And I, I kind of did that with all of the NBC Thursday shows from when it was like the office Parks and Rec community 30 rock. But Parks and Rec has always been the show that like means the most to me and that I saw as getting me through those hard times. And it's also like is says that I, I don't like watching movies or TV shows where the main character or is like unlikable. Like that was kind of what I hated about Uncut Gems. I was just like, man, Adam Sandler is so fucking annoying in this. And I don't really care what happens to him because of that. <laughs> yeah. And Parks and Rec, like even when there's an enemy, like 
jam councilman jam for yeah. example is like pushing back at every turn and then he just becomes like this kind of like lovably pathetic like weirdo and same thing with uh like joan calamezzo and you know bobby newport and uh katherine hans character like everyone is likable and i feel like it's really funny and well written but it also has so much like the heart yeah that it is very just very comforting for me and so if i was gonna have to watch one more thing before i went out that would for the, all of those reasons that would be my pick yeah i think um that's like another one that i would consider and there's like a lot of tv shows i probably like not even thinking about because i don't know it would actually have to be like dependent on the time like if i'm really gonna die and i'm like well what show am i to binge it might legitimately be one of the shows that i love that i comfort with it might be a show that i'm watching right now like you know it's like it's hard to tell but i think the one that's um a little bit easier is the the last movie you would watch but i have a follow-up question to that one that's gonna it's a little bit harder and and you might have to think about it for a little bit so what is the last movie you would watch and then keep in mind for the quarantine, what is the worst movie you could have taken in with you during the quarantine and watched every single day and still probably enjoy it because it's your movie. Like, even though it's a bad movie. Hmm. So the last movie I would watch and for this stuff, uh, I'm going to keep coming back to the stuff that I watched in college, I think, because like I said, I, did go through some really tough times and the stuff that gave me comfort and like made me feel like I could keep going is the stuff that I would kind of want to go back to if there's actually like an end of the world type scenario going. So I think for the movie, it would be between, um, Almost Famous, which is pretty much unanimously considered to be a very good to great movie. Yeah. Um, and it's got such great music. Um, Cameron Crowe, the director, was a music writer for the Rolling Stone. It's re- loosely based on his life, and he has really, really great soundtracks um, for all of his movies. Um, so it would be either Almost Famous... Dazed and Confused, uh, which, again, Richard Linklater also has um, great taste in music, and that's reflected by his movies. And that's another one where it's kind of like Parks and Rec, where there's no really – there's not a bad guy, really. Like, there's the one guy that tries to fight the the nerds, and the nerds kind of (laughs) suck. Yeah. But it's more just like – oh, and uh, Ben Affleck's character, too. But, like, he gets his comeuppance, but it's not that big of a deal. And it's just, like, more of a good time hanging yeah. out with people. Um, and Safety Not Guaranteed would be my last no. one, which is, yeah, a movie that you you may pick up a heavy Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, I also didn't give you three options. <laughs> I know. So you I'm, pick one. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. Um, God. I think I'd have to go with Almost Famous. Okay. I I had trouble too with a lot of indie films like that meant a lot to me, like especially like you know same time college to just graduating that were you know felt like they were speaking to um, you know something that I was feeling that you know wasn't being represented on the big screen because it doesn't sell. Uh, but for my last film, I I was like well, would you watch your favorite movie? I was like, no. And then I started thinking about, well, what were two movie, or two or three movies that, you know, like really were inflection points of comedy for you. And I really dwindled it down to two. One was more obvious to me. And the other one just kind of, ah, right. Of course. Um, first one is 40 year old virgin. That was like, I mean, I am a Judd Apatow fanboy to a degree, but not to the degree that he, like, um, like I love every one of his movies. But something about the 40-year-old version just felt like a shift in comedy that 
we were going to talk about certain things and we were going to still be like silly and shit, but it was going to be a movie about real life. Now it was obviously a, a very weird premise that someone was 40 year old and like a virgin, but it was, it finally felt like the people in the movie were talking like people, not like fucking actors. Yeah. I think that also, and I could be wrong about this, but I think that was one of the first really big mainstream comedies where so much of it was just improv and they just would film like literally millions of feet worth of shit and then just like cut it together. Um, And that, I mean, like you said, it does mark a shift. And part of that is part of, the reason that it felt like an honest way of talking probably is that it was so much improv that people just like naturally find a rhythm that like is more real than say Anchorman. Yeah. Which is funny because my other answer was Anchorman, <laughs> which is obviously the, the logical extreme, the other way of being just ridiculous. And I think that would be a very comforting movie to go out to just because it would be very like, this is silly and I'm just laughing my ass off. So uh, I'm going to go Anchorman for mine just because I want Will Ferrell and Steve Carell and, you know, David Koechner and uh, Paul Rudd. I just want to laugh at them being stupid characters. Like that's how I want to go out. Yeah. That's, I I feel like that was one of the most foundational movies for my sense. Oh yeah. Cause it came out when I was in like sixth, sixth grade or something like that. And it's just like, I don't know. Me and me and my brother watched it a lot, and we're both. I don't know because I'm like a writer. I feel like the way that I talk a lot of times is kind of weird and like not. My my I had a friend once tell me that I talk the way that I write, and that he wrote the way that he talked. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like my talking was more like formal kind of, and I feel like because it was Anchorman was so weird, and because they were like newscasters, that way of talking like appealed to. Yeah, me. I definitely uh, write like I talk, and that's why everybody like hates my writing. So I definitely feel that one. Um, but yeah, so that's that was definitely a movie for me, like being young, and then you know we being like like late elementary middle school era for me as well then i guess um you know just quoting that at each other knowing that we never should have seen the movie uh but parents not realizing it's that bad because it's will ferrell and he's a nice enough guy um but just like you know quoting that and being stupid and just going around it Every single person, and if they're like, are you sure? Every single time, say 60% of the time, it works every time. Um, and it's the same It's the same thing with like movies like Dodgeball that came out like the similar time. It was just like, oh, these are just ridiculous movies that are just like so quotable. Like, why wouldn't you like love it? Not all those movies hold up now, but I think uh, Anchorman and 40 Year Old Virgin both hold up, but I- I'm going Anchorman. Um, but... Yeah, what would what would be the last DVD commentary you watched? Because for me, it would definitely be Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh, I've I've listened to the DVD commentary Forty Year Old Virgin. It's very good. They are they get in depth and they have a fun time. I would probably watch that one. I did not like the Step Brothers yeah. one until <laughs> Baron Davis got there, but they were mostly improving songs. They did not talk about the movie like literally at all. <laughs> yeah, I got it really upsetting. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing that I think that like Hulu and Netflix should add. They need to add the DVD commentary option because that's with everything going to streaming for the most part, that's getting lost. And me and Connor, my brother in high school, used to just get high and watch DVD yeah. commentary. Because it's, like, cause it's usually the, like when you watch like a Judd Apatow one, it's usually those guys getting high and then watching the movie again. <laughs> like that, so that's yeah. enjoyable. <laughs> Um, but we still have to say, what's the worst movie you could have watched every day during quarantine and still enjoy it? I already know mine. Ooh, it, it's okay. gonna say, you're going to hate me so much for my answer. So mine is, well, mine kind of depends. If 
I have pot, which I don't now, but will soon, <laughs> then it would be. Uh, yeah, I knew you were going to fucking say surfer dude. <laughs> what if you didn't have pot? <laughs> surfer dude, surfer dude, surfer dude, for those that don't know, so is a just pre reconnaissance straight to DVD Matt McConaughey movie where he plays uh, world famous professional surfer Steve Addington. And uh, Willie Nelson. Every time this dealer. movie is explained to me, I get upset. And, <laughs> and the coach Ryan from Muddy Ducks uh, D3 is an agent who's trying to get Steve Addington onto a reality show. And basically, he gives up weed and having sex with women because there's a wave drought. And him and all of his friends say no weed or women until there's waves. And Jerry Gergich's daughter from Parks and Rec is in it, and it's absolutely horrible, but it's absolutely Can hilarious. Can you explain, explain to me and, the antagonist <laughs> of the movie is just nature? <laughs> it's nature and the scumbag agent who tries to get Addington to okay. sell it out. I don't want to see... What would have been the answer if you didn't have fun? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Probably we've... Uh, a movie that I watched over and over again in college. Again, uh, we bought this. The camera crew movie with Scarlett Johansson and Matt Damon. What? Which again has it has a great soundtrack. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is very pretty, and there's a it's a little heartwarming, even though it's really stupid. And now there'd be like an added layer of funniness after. Well, it's it's funny you say that because my movie, uh, I I picked a movie that would be. Funny, ironically, funny because it's stupid, and then funny in my delirium. But Bi- biodome. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> Two sure. stoners quarantine. Now, <laughs> it's not even dope. <laughs> so I don't know what it, biodome bio- is. So explain that to me the way okay. I explain. Biodome is a movie about these. I think five scientists basically are building a completely contained dome within the Arizona desert to prove that they could um, sustain life for a year uh, within this dome, like under their conditions and they could do it better if they like use their controlled conditions. So it was like basically a contest. These two stoners played by Pauly Shore Oh my god! And you Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> she, the, Stephen yeah, Baldwin? the one is good now. Like he's the Christian one. He was like he had fucking like dreads in this movie. It's great. Jesus Christ! They accidentally get locked inside with the scientists, and they're basically fucking up the experiment and going crazy because they don't have pot because they're stoners and have nothing to do. And they're just basically quarantined for a year with a bunch of boring scientists and they don't have anything to do. And I think after a while watching that movie every day, I would lose my mind and laugh either at them to the point that it becomes a mirror where I'm really laughing at myself and see. Maybe we should do that thing that everyone's doing right now and record a DVD commentaries <laughs> for Biotem and Surfer Dude. Once my, once okay, my pod gets I'll here. do that. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's say, okay, this one can go one of two ways. I'll let you pick how you want to answer it. Um, you can either go one video game for quarantine or just one last day on Earth with a video game. Okay. Um, can you go first? On uh, I would definitely try. I can't figure it out. Um, I don't know. It's a really tough question for me, especially. Um, but what I would love is uh, probably Call of Duty World at War with like people to play with, but that's not going to be realistic. So I would want to just play play something what? that I can just like play over and over and over, like from probably like a PlayStation or places probably like Tony Hawk pro skater one or something like that. I was thinking that actually I was thinking, uh, either Tony Hawk's underground, uh, or, I mean, I, I, we have video games for 
tons of video games at our fingertips and I'm mostly playing Call of Duty, but a lot of that is just like kind of grinding. Um, so I think if I had one less day and I could only choose one game to play, I would probably choose Tony Hawk's Underground. Yeah. Um, but if I only had one game to play on quarantine, it would either be, I would either pick the most recent Call of Duty and like you said with the stipulation that there's people to play with or I might just say like fuck it and restart um, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I think if I had uh, Quarantine um, I would want to pick a game like either like one of the Uncharted games or The Last of Us um, just so I can like play like a really interesting narrative based game um, over the course of it. I think I would go with The Last of Us because that has replayability of like if you make it harder, it becomes a much, much different game, like with supplies and stuff. Like people say like the difference between playing normal and hard are two different games because one is like a survival shooter and one's a survival game. Like that's basically what they say with the rations. So if it was just all that, like, you know, like for quarantine, I would keep wanting to replay it and like see it in different ways. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no multiplayer for this one, and I'm just gonna say Breath of the Wild, um, just because there there are times when I pick it up and play it for a while, and then I'll put it down for months on end. But it really is just like a pretty crazy achievement, and it's nice to run around and just like kind of do your thing. Very really beautiful to look at. So that's gonna be my choice if I had only one for. Yeah, so if I only have one day left, and if there was multiplayer, I would go Rocket League, because that's a game I just really enjoy, and I've actually been picking up lately. Um, really enjoy it, can play a lot, but otherwise, I would want just some... I, I take really any retro PlayStation game, like uh, Crash 2, um, any of the PlayStation 2, uh, Ratchet & Clanks are some of my favorites, like... I think that I have a pretty wide breadth of like my last day on earth. I would just want to play something that's a little bit more retro just so it's like not so unlock and grind and do this. It's more play, have fun, play, have fun, play, have fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so moving on past video games. So we've done TV movie, uh, the, a little bit harder one. Um, I'll hold for a second, but um, let's say you were going to uh, you were going to die yourself. So you decided, I'm just going to take someone with me. Who are you taking with you, Bobby? You get to kill one person. Ooh. Are other people also? Do I know that other people are also getting it's just this you. choice, or is it just me? Well, I mean, it's just you being insane uh, and knowing you're gonna die, so you're gonna kill someone. Like, <laughs> I know, but if if I know that other there are other people that are also gonna have this choice, I might choose. Uh, I might if 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 I know that I'm the only one right. that has the choice, then I might choose like uh, Bolsonaro or like I don't know Stephen Miller. Yeah. Or someone like that, someone like really horrible that would actually yeah. like them dying would be good for the world. Okay, let's say um you can't pick anything um, life altering like for the world. Like it can't be like a like you, a, okay. It can't be a politician. How about that? No politician. Okay. Um. God, it would be so hard to pass up. Ooh, that's I think. Um, yeah. El Presidente. I just have to like kick it deep in. Uh yeah. That would be really yeah. good if someone like I mean, I think Barstool could like actually like revive itself as actually not a bad place if he just died. They could clean everything up. Yeah. So, so maybe it is, is life changing. Obviously a fan. <laughs> I don't know, but scenario. this is more me just being like, I'm a dick. Yeah. Parody, the- parody, parody. Yeah. We should note that this is yeah. Completely I don't have one day to live, uh, so he has plenty of days to live. Nobody's doing shit yeah. to him. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's a, that's um, a really good deck. This is what we've actually debated before as friends, but we've never said on the podcast is a uh, last drug you would do. Hmm. 
I feel like it would be really nice to try morphine or heroin if I knew that there was no chance of me like getting a dependency to it that did something bad to my life. Um, yeah, I. So it's going to be hard. Like, say I had a full day left to do whatever I want, there would be a lot of drugs. But if I could only pick one um, to try, that would probably be more. I think um, heroin has been one that I've been tempted to say because it's like um, apparently the best high, but. Because it's highly addictive nature, I'm going with the one that um, I've heard is the most fun, but you can't do because you will get addicted, and that's crack. Um, I heard crack's fun as hell. Like I, it doesn't last long, and you get addicted right away. Yeah. That's the big bugaboos. But if I'm doing just one day worth of crack, like <laughs> you know, crack it up. Yeah, like if. If I had a one last day, yeah, uh, there would be crack involved for sure. But I think if I can only pick one, it would probably it would be, um, yeah. I'm, Wait, I'm have you read the article working. about the, t- the dude in the eighties? He's like a journalist, and he, if, I don't know if it's real or not, but he's like it's published to like a reputable like uh, paper. But he writes an article about how he has to go like try crack like for this article. And he ends up just doing a shit ton of crack all night. Like he ends up getting more crack. Like, and he's like, he's writing about it. He's like, as soon as I stopped smoking crack, I knew right away I needed more crack. And it, I do yeah, remember we, that. We all we thought it was like it. some dumbass, yeah, like, like YouTuber. We're like 1982. We're like, ah, oh, God damn it. Everybody's dumb all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. That's very true. <laughs> Nobody's gotten any Everyone better. All, the um, all right. Here's this is harder. Uh, last album you would want to listen to. This this one I'm thinking more of like you fade out death. Like you listen to this album. Um, I'm gonna say darkness on the edge of town right. by Bruce Springsteen. I don't think mine will be too surprising either. I'm going to do um because of the internet by Childish Gambino. Be- Isn't it just because the internet? Be. I don't know. I just, dude, I'm like dyslexic. There's I'll no say whatever else. anything the way I want to. Um it, it probably is because That's it is fair. because the internet. I'm just a dumbass. Um there are a lot of songs on there that like just bring me comfort. There's a few that I don't love, but I think like the end of it has a really good narrative and I can like kind of picture in my head, like a story with that one, even though he, he wrote out stuff too, but like my own story. So that would be a cool journey for me. But I think the best one in terms of like actually going out on would be uh, the first of monsters and men album, just because yellow lights, the last song. Yeah, yeah, like that's, yeah. Me and you talked about it's that. so good. It's like a fade out song, song of like you know drama and sadness. Like if that was like the last song you listened to, like before <laughs> you died, though, you'd be so comforted because you would just like live in that beauty. Yeah, yeah. Darkness on the Edge of Town is uh, was like one of my seasonal depression albums in college. I would listen to that and. Um, August and Everything After by Counting Crows a lot during like the late fall, um, early winter season because they're just perfectly calibrated for that. And if you're dying, yeah. like it is kind of sad. So I feel like you might as well go with something that's sad and it's about faded youth and life not turning out the way you wanted it to. And very likely... Uh, for most people, their life probably didn't quite turn out the way they wanted it to if they're dying in an apocalypse. So yeah. it would be good. And then, all right. Yeah. It's just a great <laughs> album. Everyone should all right. listen to I'm it. I'm down to my last two questions. <laughs> um, last person you'd want to talk to that isn't friends or family. So, like anybody in the world you can pick the brain of. I'll say living for this one. Just to make that mm. a little bit easier. Let's see. 
Brian Phillips. The the writer who wrote Impossible Owls. Oh, right. Um, which is a collection of essays, and he used to write for Grantland MTV News, now writes for The Ringer sometimes. Uh, he's the writer that makes me the most jealous uh, when I read his stuff. I think he's uh, really incredibly smart. And since I can't talk to David Foster Wallace because he's dead, because you of can the talk to him, he's just question, not going to talk he'd be back. An interesting guy to talk to. You want a dead person? That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, I can go for I it. I can do that regardless. Um, I think this one is really hard for me because I wanted to go like in so many different directions, like comedy, um, sports acting um but I, I think i'd like to really just like pick the brain and spend the day with um either conan o'brien or jim carrey i think they're both very interesting and like exciting people like conan has a lot going on for him that like people don't realize and um i'm actually gonna take conan over jim because jim's gotten depressing as shit um <sighs> yeah you know what? I I just thought of another potential answer for me. I don't know if I would go for it, but I would love to talk to Neera Tandon and just be like, what about Shanley. So like, how much of what? How much? <laughs> oh my god, what a trip that would be. But but Neera more because I would want to be like, so how much of what you like say and post? Yeah. Do you believe, and how much of it is? a grift and trying to stay in the good graces of the people that fund like your Institute and the liberal power brokers. Like it's cause so much of what he said of what she says is so contradictory, like within two months of something else that she says. And so much of it is so genuinely seemingly, um, impossibly yeah. stupid for someone who's gained the position in life that she's gained i would really be curious to just be like what do you yeah what do you believe in if anything no I, I i see that all right well that that would be a weird alternate option i just picked conan because i wanted to hang out with a cool person if you yeah, want to hang out that's... with just somebody out of mostly spite <laughs> yeah now I, I i think i would okay. still go with brian phillips but um i man it would be so interesting yeah. to just know i mean right it, it definitely would i think there's a few people that like it's like i want to go in the room with them and just be like do you, do you really believe this shit like you know but you know i i think you're going out be selfish take take the good stuff for you um if you need to know you need to know uh so <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I think I'm gonna go with Brian Phillips still, but like that. Yeah. That is so tempting. For All me. right. So I have our very last question of the day. Uh, I want your starting five actual like positions that you want to be quarantined with. I have my five already. If if you want a little bit of time to think, but I'm I'm gonna make you actually list out five people, and mine are stupid as hell. Okay, well, I'm going to start with Joel and Bede and Alan Iverson. I will make that stipulation. Sorry. Oh, that sucks. Okay, Joel and Bede and Kyrie Irving, because Kyrie Irving would have. Okay, well, we have a point guard in common. Okay. Um, They don't have to be like good. It's not like you're building the best team. These people you want to hang out. I know. I'm thinking. Is Nick I'll, Young active? I'll give you Nick Young. Not you on the Nick. team, technically. Okay. Nick Young. So, Joel, Nick Young at shooting guard, Kyrie at point guard. So, now I need a power forward and yep. a small forward. Hmm. Yeah, can I'll, I'll give my full rundown. I can so, about point it a guard. Bit. I'm getting Kyrie sure. Irving, not for the blow, uh, because he's an idiot with a lot of conspiracy no, the conspiracy theory For the white women? Okay. <laughs> We're quarantined. Where are we getting white women from? All right. Uh, so for the conspiracy theories. That's true. And just the general lack of understanding of how anything works. Uh, my shooting guard would be Donovan Mitchell. 
to get on Kyrie Irving's nerves because Donovan Mitchell is definitely going to follow Kyrie around and also agree with all of his conspiracy theories. It'd be really fun to have Donovan Mitchell and Rudy. That would be fun. Watch them. But my power forward is going to be Draymond Green to fight with Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie Irving. So I don't have to do it and I can watch it. So is this just guys that yeah, you don't this like is ruining each other's No, but sm- small forwards, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, just to add to the hilarity of just having somebody sitting on the couch while these three dudes argue and he doesn't do anything. Kawhi's a great choice because, like, even if – it's just, like, yeah. one guy that's not – you know is So on this bother. three, you're just fucking going at each other. Kawhi just sitting there. And then at my center – so we can stream together because he is a streamer himself. I pick Ben Simmons. Yeah, I am going to have him play center. No, you're going to have him play center. On defense. It's a no, choice. I'm going to put him at center, okay. but him and Let's Draymond see. are just going to match up on defense. And then he's going to run the uh, offense. Yeah, uh, and then Kyrie and Donovan Mitchell are going to be in the corner yelled at each other about fucking flat earth. <laughs> It's not a good. It's not a good yeah. team. <laughs> I like it. It's. it's, it's not, not, actually, you know, it would be yeah. a good team. It's just like kind of weirdly constructed, but basically, any yeah. team with Ben Simmons on it is going to be weirdly constructed in one way or another. Hmm. So I need a small forward. Josh Richardson I seems fun. I almost put him on my team. He does seem fun. Let's no see. One. Who else seems fun? <laughs> no one in the league. I might get, I might steal Kawhi from you, okay. just like I said, to have someone who's not going to bother me. Um, and then I need a power forward. Well, and you can have Lamarcus Allridge. He's available. Let's see. Is there anyone that is super weird and loves to party? Uh, like Lee, famously, like Kyrie, like a. Hmm. It's a thought. Or maybe maybe I could play Gordon Hayward at stretch four Ew. and game. No, with just him. a cat. Just play cat power forward. Mm. She His died? Mom just died of coronavirus. I'm not risking it. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, she died. How the bla- fuck was no, I this afternoon? Or today. No, I don't know. That is, I thought you knew that. Okay, well, you can still hang out with him, though. Like, that doesn't mean you can't pick him. (laughs) Sorry to him. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe Giannis. (laughs) Give Joel someone to talk to about Africa. Giannis is from Greece. I, what his family yeah, but, emigrated okay. there from Af- from Africa. Okay, Bobby, do you have any the last doomsday scenarios you want to run through? <laughs> yeah, if you could choose to die at any person's concert, whose concert would, would I die at? Who would it be? Now, this is one I might have spite. <laughs> Probably Megan Trainer. I I want nothing good to happen to her. Someone dying at her concert, <laughs> just like from. Megan Trader causes. Well, to, so to me, to me, this is like okay. I'm thinking more of the apocalypse. Okay, the apocalypse I already, I would have picked while the concert, you're at a concert, obviously. Then in that scenario, okay. Um, mm, uh, well, Frank Ocean. Then I never because I mean that's even like you never get to see Frank okay. Ocean. The apocalypse is gonna happen if he ever puts on a fucking concert. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. I'm between Springsteen for like the enormous communal, like epic event of it, and Kayatana for like the familiarity of having seen them like 15 times already, just everywhere in Philadelphia. Yeah, I feel like you have to go through Springsteen there, but I did give Kayatana no, no consideration to you two, just high praise. No, okay, no. <laughs> If I'm go if I'm seeing like a huge arena rock legend, it's gonna be Bruce. What then you go out with? 
probably something like crazy like Wembley Stadium or like the new camp right. in uh Barcelona. Or no, you know what? Um Beaver Stadium. What did I say? State. <laughs> Just Okay. <laughs> you said Megan Frank Ocean. No, you said Frank Ocean. Um, uh, yeah, I want to. I would want to see him at the main stage at uh at uh Camp Flogno. Is that cheating? No, no, no. I want to see him at the LA I, Bowl. I've always no. wanted to go to the bowl. Cool. Yeah, I think Springsteen at uh, Beaver Stadium. For me personally, as a Penn State guy, would be a yeah. pretty insane um, way to go. Yeah, out. no, I think um, like even though these scenarios sound so dreadful, like it makes me really like excited for certain things where I'm like, hey, I have to go do that now, like just to make sure that that isn't the last time I do it, or like you know, like yeah, yeah, just like when when you actually say yeah, out like, things I- that you want to do, like. Yeah, like you're definitely going to go talk like more attainable kind of for you to actually go do it. Yeah. I'll ask her on Twitter probably. It's close enough. But that's what makes you should lie to me. All right, so Bobby, how how are you doing otherwise? Let's let's do just mental health checks right now. Let's how are you doing there? I'm doing well. Um, you know, like I said at the beginning. The fact that it's been four weeks plus now for everyone uh, means that everyone is going stir crazy. Um, People that you're quarantining with, they're probably driving each other crazy. Um, I'm lucky enough to be doing okay and still working uh, and everything like that. So I'm just until until I say otherwise, I'm doing a pretty decent job writing it out and just looking forward to when things open back up and I can see my friends and go to the bar and get a drink and, you know, uh, I can't decide like again. figure out what why about no you. Likes me. Um, otherwise doing fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great. I know, but I'm just, I, I'm that's, doing, that's not okay, unusual. So I, I mean, it's <laughs> not like I'm trying to plug. It's just like, I grinded myself back into what I do because I don't have something to do right now. Like my thing is like, I never stopped running. And the the reality is there was a big part of me that wanted like this kind of time, not necessarily a quarantine, obviously like, but you know, wanted to kind of quit my job and be able to work on some of my projects and stuff. And, you know, this isn't the best environment that I have to stay in my house all the time to work on those things. But you know, it just grinds you down a little bit because, you know, you can tell your friends enough over and over. And I did today a little bit, told you guys to go in because I had nobody watching. I was just losing my sanity. Um, but, like, I'm trying to get good at this new game. I, I thought it was pretty good today. But, like, it, it's such a weird thing to just be, like, trying to put things out there into the world and nothing comes back. And I feel like with, like, Neurotica, we finally hit our point where we, like, we could put things out into the world and stuff comes back. Like, you know, we did the little jokes about, like, who's the cutest and what we're going to do with the mustaches and why I don't know why people picked handlebar mustache. I can't actually grow a handlebar mustache. <laughs> I could I could grow a horseshoe, and I already did. Um, well, handlebars you know, enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely close enough. But yeah, I don't know. This is I've had people ask me about writing stuff before and obviously uh right now <laughs> I'm not the bastion of getting your writing done and shit. But I always tell them like you're going to do it and you're going to be excited about it and very likely no one or very few people are going to read it or interact with it. That's just the way it is. People have too much other mm. shit to do, too many other options. Um, they're not doing it as an indictment of you. So you need to put the stuff out there, um, do the writing or do whatever content creation, do it for yourself and, um, try to do a good enough job that it forces people to pay attention. Sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't, but any other attitude is setting yourself up for failure. If you don't succeed, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think I should be as, the most popular streamer 
Uh, no, I should not. No, it's it's just a grind, and it's like sometimes you're up on the grind, sometimes you're down on the grind. That's just how it is with creative stuff. It could be some. It could be tomorrow, next week, like yep. week after I get that you know perfect job, like opportunity to apply, and then you know go back to a forty day work week. It's not my ideal right now to even really have the time to stream this much, but like. I, I, I am lucky that I, I have it. So I should count my blessings on that and then just, you know, grow from there. But, you know, I, I was really happy to talk to you about the missing neurotica. So that's also another uh, opportunity for us to come together through the, through the yeah. power of technology. And thankfully we have this technology that keeps us all together. I know it's not the best to keep us sane, but it, it has helped us a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Anchor FM. Yeah, thank you, Anchor FM, for this very convenient app. Um, I think we can count. Yeah, that so as, go to twitch.tv/slash/coderan. Uh, go to the Twitters <laughs> at Neurotica the Pod at Streamed Hams at Booby Styles. Don't go to at Coderan anymore. That account is dead into his shit. Um, and we have been Neurotica. Please be safe out there. Please wash your hands. Bobby, what's your last word for the podcast? I just said that. Um, Be safe out there. Wash your hands. I know.